Hey, dream chasers and change makers. I'm your host and brand coach, Lindria Reynolds, and welcome back to Next Level Brand Behavior, your dose of creative fuel to help you catch those dreams, stop overthinking, and elevate that life-changing brand. Yes, Tamara. <laughs> I am so happy today because I have with me on the mic media powerhouse Tamara Edwards. And I've known Tamara, we were just talking about this for about a year and a half, but it actually feels longer um, because we're like in the same networks. We follow each other on social media. We advocate for each other. We, we're, e we're in each other's fan clubs. And I'm just, and I'm just in awe of what she's doing. Um, she has this amazing group called Broad Shoulders where she's constantly sharing so much impactful content for women to just continue to learn and grow and share their missions and, you know, be better at their wellness and in their careers and their personal brands. And what I also love most about Tamara is that she's in PR and she's this, like I said, a media powerhouse, but a lot of the work she does is so focused on social good and like her clients are doing incredible work across the nation and her clients have been seen in Good Morning America, Wall Street Journal, and a lot of other national publications and media outlets, as well as local outlets. And so she is definitely going to be dropping some gems today and talking to us about how to create authentic stories for impact. Um, and I'm excited. So Tamara, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. That introduction feels... Um, it feels good. A friend of mine, were, we were out to pizza a couple of years ago, and an intern wrote a card that said, Tamara, you're so awesome. You're the nicest person. And I said, look, 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 look at what this person said about me. And my friend said, you should know these things. So I am so grateful for your introduction because not only does it make me feel good, but it feels really natural that these things you're describing are the things that I really want to put out there. And I, and I, not that I want people to be saying them, but these are the things I'm doing. So thank you for seeing that and highlighting that and celebrating that. And right back at you. I'm a huge fan of yours. I think you're such a powerhouse in the personal branding space. And I think you know those things, but it's really fun to say. And it's hopefully it's really fun to hear. Well, thank you, Tamara. I appreciate that. Iron sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron. So I appreciate that. And like I said, everything I said is true. It's what I've seen. I've seen your work in action um, and I'm in awe of you. And so, you know, let's dive into this episode. I want to know what's your creative love story. I think everyone is creative. Um, and I think some people think, oh, if I'm in finance or if I have some a position that's mainly technology driven or data driven. I'm not creative, but I think everyone is creative. So I always like to remind my audience that. And so tell us your creative love story. Like when did your, your gift make its debut and how it has just kind of got you where you are today? You know, you're really successful. You're doing great work. I love this question, and it's something I'm definitely going to ask um, my broad shoulders audience and people I know. Just, it's such a great conversation starter. Um, and so, I I really wasn't the person that I relate to today until like 
maybe two, two years ago, um, when I started to really understand that I can be a force, I can create conversation, I can lead, and I'm not that different um, from a lot of women who are still kind of figuring it out or in the in-between state of their lives. So um, so my creative love story came about when I my first client um, – so quick background. I worked on Capitol Hill for five years with a four congressman. I was a scheduler and I did communications. And I joke and say I hung up my heels in DC and then decided to come back to Chicago where I'm from um, to get some private sector experience. And lo and behold, I ended up starting my own company. And the way that that started was I was working. Um, I went to coffee with a, uh, someone I knew in my network and said, let me do a newsletter for you. I know I can write. I know I'm good at communications, right? This is something I'm really passionate about. And I sort of looked around more at his personal brand and his, and as it related to his business and, and started to create a lot of recommendations. And I'm like, okay, am I a freelancer? Am I a strategist? And I said to him, give me six months and I will fix you up because who you are is not being represented uh, online. And that's true for personal brands and for companies is what you're doing being represented elsewhere. That's really the point of PR and personal branding, which you're an expert in. Um, And so in those six months, I archived every single thing I did for him. And it really became a strategy. The tactics led to the strategy. And within within that time period, um, he not only had more business opportunities, which was the goal for anybody, um, hopefully you can measure it in a very specific way, but he was being featured in Entrepreneur, was on local TV as a commentator, and his resume was on its way to the White House for an opportunity to be considered for an appointment, uh, a presidential appointment for um, from the State Department for um, something within diplomacy. And so all of that to say is... That body of work showed me who I was as a professional and the kind of work I can be doing. And so that's when I really fell in love with not just what I was doing, but the opportunity I had to do it. And so that became the business model. And that was when I really fell in love. And I I would say I was about halfway there. And I'll make it quick, the second half. Um, I really worked on my confidence. I worked on my process. Yes, I worked. I knew what I was doing. I was. I'm. I'm an expert in my own space because I love it. I live it. I breathe it, and I'm really good at it. And it's natural for me. Um, but without confidence, um, what you know, where where does all of that go? So I really. Um, my first year in business was great, but I, I cried a lot. Mm. <laughs> I worried a lot. Don't we all? I complained <laughs> about things that. Um, you know, why would this person ask me this? And I didn't understand my value. And so I started to do a lot of work with a coach locally here in Chicago um, called Somewhere in Between Coaching. Her name is Neha Aurorik. And we started working on confidence, self-worth, and really things as simple as the difference between being responsive and reactive and how that relates back to your impulse as a person. And that my value is not responding to my clients' emails in real time and being on call for them, but responding um, but but respond reacting not re- reacting but actually responding with um, a thorough, well thought out, clear email that might come forty eight hours after they email me. So um, that is really the culmination um, of why I love what I do and why I feel like I'm at the top of my game right now as a creative, as a professional, and as a professional. No, I love it. And your your team has grown. You have a team, and you started. Was it? It was 2017, 20 or oh, 2018? 2018. 2018. Yeah. 
Yep. That was like a minute ago. That was like yesterday, Tamara. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, you're you're doing some incredible stuff. I love um, something you said about you said, give me six months. Like you, you literally, you set this goal to prove your, your value. So many of us are afraid to even take that leap of faith. And so I thank you for even sharing that piece of your story to say, you know, if I want to secure the client or I want to secure the bag, I have to take a leap of faith and you put a time frame on it. So you measured it as well. Um, because we know when we're working with, especially high-end clients, the data matters. They have things to do <laughs> and they're busy. They're on the go. So give me yeah. six months. Um, and I also love that you said being responsive and not reactive. Um, you know, being reactive is a fear factor that we all go through as business owners. And you have this fear that if I don't respond right away, I may lose the client or they may think I'm unavailable, yeah. you know, and so to be thoughtful and respond in a yeah, time go ahead go ahead they're paying for your expertise you know they they have you on retainer depending on your you know even if you have an entry level job why are you there are you there to get the coffee or are you there to perform x job now you can't say no no sir no ma'am it's still your boss or your employer or someone who's paying you know but you can um you can respond by saying you know You've asked me to do all of these different things. This is very common with women. You you kind of got um, all these to dos. If you're good at your job, they give you more, right? We've all been we've all been cursed this way. So so the thing the same thing is let me you know, Lindrea, thank you for this list of to dos. Now, what are your priorities? And this is the pace in which I can get those things done. And that was something that was like totally a totally new thought process for me as someone who, you know, maybe it's confidence or just being busy, but no one tells you that you can kind of push back, but still, but still be kind and still have a great outcome in the end. Um, if anyone hears that, write that down, push back, but be kind. <laughs> But be kind. Um, and I also, so I'm hearing pushback, but be kind, be responsive, but not reactive. And also, you know, work on your confidence. And so you, you put in work as well. And so you didn't just go out there. You, you were able to identify your strengths and challenges and you actually put in extra work by getting a coach. And so, um, thank you for sharing that. No, I, I love it. I love it. And so, you know, because we're both in personal branding, how important a personal mission statement is. And um, yeah. I'd love to know how, you know, how has your personal mission played a work a role in the work that you're doing? You know, my value proposition is to help draw and point people to their North Star, right? Oftentimes, um, you know, the very basic exercise here, and I'm sure you teach this too, maybe in just a different way, is, you know, what are the isms that you say? Um, how do you encourage other people? And what are the things you really want people to know and to think about? And it might be, say you work in technology or manufacturing, it might be things specific to your industry, or it might be specific to your personal journey or your professional journey on how you rose up or how you came to be. And so if you can kind of culminate that back into very basic things and just continue that message forward and make your decisions around those basic messages, right? That will really, really help out. And so to give a real context example is, you know, we all get invited to, um, you know, hang out with different people or go to this event, right? Does this get you closer to your goals? And if it, and if it doesn't, then it doesn't belong 
it doesn't belong in your day to day, right? That's we're all sort of being inundated. So the the more that I can just create opportunities and speak and talk to and even have conversations with my friends that help them um, live out their mission a little bit more and understand their messages, um, you know, the better it is. And so the way I do this with my friendships is just asking questions and listening and just continuing to support them and make them feel like they're exactly on the right track, celebrating the wins, right? Um, in in my in my work with my colleagues and my clients, it's just really listening and then holding that mirror back up. That's all we can do is really support each other and listen to each other and shape them around, you know, help kind of guardrail them around um, their goals. That's what I want people to do. Um, one of the things I think about a lot is, and one of the sort of slogans for my company is, what will you say when you get there and will you get invited back? And if you're just having that real conversation, you know, you know, it's a little bit of exercise, Landrea, and I know you teach this and I know you know this, is a little bit of who are you and, and what do you want people to know? And so I take it also a step further and say, you know, what is your mission? What is, what is your message and how do you want to get it out? And that requires a little bit of um, confidence, a little bit of just soundboarding. Sometimes people need to talk through it with people, which is probably why we exist, why we have jobs in the personal branding space, because we're here to help create uh, communications and different forms of, of content that really goes b- back to core to who they are. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So in your opinion, what would be your like top three components of like a powerful story for someone to share about themselves that is that is impactful? Sure. Um, I'll kind of speak from two different um, angles, right? One on the more personal branding, personal philosophy. Um, so I'll go there in a second. But on the PR side, when we're crafting a message for our clients, um, and we have corporate clients um, in the hundreds of millions, and we have um, personal brand clients we actually do PR for. So um, on that side, we think from a strategic standpoint, very matter of fact, what are you doing in your local, in your state, in your national, and in your industry that is different? And that requires a little bit of research and competitive analysis. So say you're in a certain trade or say you're in a certain consulting space. How are you going to differentiate? And then how do we create an actual story around that, right? Especially in the era, and I'll kind of segue into the personal stuff, the personal branding and my personal philosophies. In the era of um, everything sort of online, especially with the COVID era, where we're all of a sudden a very – we're all – I think of us as avatars of ourselves, Um But um, we're in a space where there's Instagram influencers, there's online influencers who are just creating things that are binge-worthy for the internet. And so I really encourage my clients on the personal branding side and on the the PR side um, to create something in their industry, in their uh, in in the country, if it's if it's something that you can be rare or innovative or first to about, what is the storyline there? Um, a good example is Farmer's Fridge, um, saying we are the first res- uh, uh, we are the first mobile uh, vending machine restaurant, right? What those are very clear differentiating words on what their product and service is about. I'm not their publicist. I wish I was. They do a fantastic job, right? And what are you doing uh, in your community that's here and now and relevant and can be just, and can be told and capturing all of these things in real life and then sharing them on the internet and then sharing them with the news. I think 
that is a really fun way that content can kind of play all together in one space, not just starting with what am I going to post on my LinkedIn or my Facebook today, depending on my business goals or um, whether you're a direct to consumer, B2B, whatever your goals are in that space. Start with just what's right in front of you, the good, you know, the goods that are in front of you. On the personal branding side, I think there's a nice combination, especially if you're, you know, posting content on your LinkedIn that you should pull out emotion. You should be um, adding value. Um, I sort of mantra, teach, tell, and show. Um, and it doesn't have to be one of those things, but share share something that will give someone a little nugget of information. And the reminder there, again, teach, tell, or show. It could be value. It could be insight. It could be anecdotal perspective. And then understanding your call to action. Again, whether you're a solo entrepreneur, a coach, um, you run your own private practice, or you're an executive in a company and you want to represent your company, or you want to get a promotion, or you want to get another job. What is your call to action? And what do you want people to do with that information? Right? Um, I'm Ultimately, at the end of the day, I'm, I've am really sort of been thinking of my, of my personal brand lately as an entrepreneur. I have a new company launching next year I'm really excited about. I have a, you know, a, a thank you, I'm really excited, um, like a siphon off of my business that's going to be great for marketing. But at the end of the day, we're all just salespeople. So what do we want people to do or buy or chase after or in this opportunity, Lindrea, give us platform to speak about? So what is the takeaway? And I hope that everyone here thinks I'm really smart and I know what I'm talking about. And that's really my... <laughs> That's my call to action because I do know what I'm talking about in this sense because I live it, I you know, I teach it, I sell it, and I follow pretty good, pretty good industry standards around what I do, and I help other women, um, you know, figure this out themselves too. So um, emotion, value, and a true takeaway or call to action on the personal branding side. I love it. I love it. Um, I know in my work I call it your superpowers. It's it's yeah. literally it's leveraging the emotional, the functional, and the collective impact that you're going to have. Like, and it's, it's, we're, you know, we speak the same language. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I told, and I love the teach tell show. I love that you, it's so simple. It could be a combination, right? I mean, I show a lot of what I do. I'm not out there really educating the market about PR and personal branding, although I enjoy doing that and I like doing posts like that. Um, a lot of people, in my opinion, are 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 getting to know it more. So even in our space, Lindra and the personal branding, people are starting to get it in the last two years more than ever, especially with COVID. I think it exacerbated it. So we, for me at least, I don't necessarily need to educate the market. I just need to show them that I'm part of this industry and start to show them results. So I choose show as part of that teach, tell, and show. Um, and even on the, you know, the traditional PR side, it's, you know, how are you, how are you catering to your audience? And you see this um, with, if you think about MailChimp, right? Um, a brand that has, you know, very large budget. They probably have a lot of people working on their comms, so uh, on their communications. So they have a lot of really cool blogs and tools and resources. Why can't we all think like that, right? They know that they need people to um, understand the value of mass communications through something like a newsletter um, that's branded content, right? So again, so on a, any other company can think, who am I trying to sell to? Who is my audience? And, and what kind of information? What are they talking about? What are the trends? It can be as simple as that, which is really marketing. You know, I always say PR is like the sister of marketing. Um, so, so I'm kind of going to, I'm kind of bouncing around here, but making sure that it actually has a tie in emotionally with what people are experiencing um, or how it can help them. And then adding value and making sure that the call to action is clear, what, even if it's just leaving a lasting impression. I have a, a, a follow-up question because you mentioned something earlier about 
even with storytelling and sharing your mission and, you know, how are you making an impact as well as within the community? You know, how, how important is community impact to your story at this point in time? We know that there are so many things happening. You know, we, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, we're in the middle of an economic crisis on top of other issues, social issues that have occurred long before the pandemic. And so how important is that community impact that that you do within your, whether it's your personal or your business brand as it relates to even getting media attention or being, you know, or getting that new client or making that new connection or building that, that next relationship? Yeah. I mean, the base, the baseline um, answer to the question conversationally is just show them who you are. And especially with the social issues, um, it's so important to lean into some of these things, stay out of it when you, when it's, when it's, when you need to stay out of it. I mean, I, I, you know, if they're fighting about apples and oranges on the news tomorrow and everyone's picking a side and it's politicized, we don't really need to go there. But the things that are really major, right, stop Asian hate, Black Lives Matter, um, you know, conversations about, you know, um, LBGTQ, right? When the time's right, you should be updating your, first of all, from a business standpoint, updating your stances, right? Or making clear that you stand against certain things, right? Um, when it comes to the community side, it doesn't necessarily need to be your neighbors or your immediate community. If you have, um, you know, a, you know, for the folks that are listening who might have um, headquarters or a plant or, you know, a brick and mortar, um, they probably want to pay more attention to the community side because your your customers and your staff and your employees live and dwell. If you are an e-commerce business, a consulting business, and you maybe can service anybody, anywhere at any time, um, you certainly want to pay attention to the community more in the industry on what you're doing. So all of that to say, um, it's, you know, the next generation is really demanding. If we think about Tom's, um, you know, buy a shoe, give a shoe, the next generation is really demanding this idea of you, you standing for something. So you've got to make up your mind either way. And hopefully your company thinks about philanthropy as part of its marketing, as part of its culture, as part of what it stands for. And not to mention, it gives an emotional experience to show people that you support women, you're going above and beyond for diversity and inclusion, or the list can go on and you want to showcase this. On the sort of... Um, Cheap and easy side, if you're if you really don't care emotionally about any of this stuff, is that it really it really helps create a conversation and it really helps with you you creating awareness about your personal brand. While certainly you doing these things, you'll show you, you know you're not going to do them if you don't care. Um, so it kind of helps the full experience, right? Not just your colleagues, not just your industry, get industry kudos um, with your customers, with your audience, um, but actually helps you in the end. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, and then when it's a business, it humanizes the brand. It humanizes yeah. the business. Um, and so, no, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so, Tamara, this is my last question. What is good media and what is bad media? Like, is that is 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 that even a, a straight question? That may be something that, that goes into a whole nother discussion. But, you know... What's the difference between good media and bad media? I think that we're also in a time where people are telling us, join this platform, do this, apply for this, try to get in this magazine, try to get in, into that. And so, you know, for a person, how do they determine what's good media and what's bad media? 
Yeah. Um, I think this question is so fun and so playful because I am very opinionated about good media and bad media. And the way that I would even push that further is, you know, I'm a huge proponent of earned and owned media before you get into paid media or marketing, right? Um, if you are selling a consumer product good, you probably need to push, and especially like on Instagram, you, and it's under $20, you probably want to push ads like crazy um, on Instagram, right? Before you get there, though, I want people to not only craft their message, but understand that whether you're a personal brand or a company or you're selling a product or whatever it is, you have you have these free tools that's called social media that you are in full ownership of why not spend time creating content that adds value that you can push out on your channels and own it, right? So that's free, if not cheap, if not just really fun. So even this podcast is a wonderful display of how far Landrea is going to go to have these conversations and talk about personal branding and include, you know, be timely with, um, you know, the news and the topics of the day. Um, so it's, so that's one when it comes to actual media earned media, um, I believe, and this type of PR that I like to get from my clients is actually earned around what they want to be talking about. Very rarely do I get mentions in papers or, um, you know, magazines or articles from my clients, which is still a win. If you're, if you have a PR firm and you're getting those things, great. But what you want to do is actually flip people to have, you know, you position yourself as a thought leader, as an authority in your space to flip the media. To, so they come to you as experts. The best thing happened um, with one of my clients um, here in Chicago, where we have goals to be an international brand and the brand is about two years old and something just so amazing happened two weeks ago, the press started coming to her for thought leadership and um, her expertise. And that's not something that was um, easy for her, but it's not something that was impossible because what we did was we were very proactive about our press. So if you think about it, I think about a lot of things in gamification mode. If you know, we've sort of gone, we've conquered the social game, right? She's clear on who she is on social. Um, she puts out content that's timely and relevant. Now we can start pitching to the media because we have a bio and a story to tell. And um, the, we own all the real estate of what's um, being, you know, what's out there about her. Um, and she has a beautiful website. And we start going after the media. We start telling a story and having a conversation with them. They cover us. We do certain uh, community, community and local initiatives. And then we sort of they start coming to us. So we're starting to really own the Chicago market. And then, you know, everybody wants to be in Forbes. Everybody wants to be in Good Morning America. And this is how you get there, folks, right? Like you own it from where you start and you grow it and you massage it until, you know, until you get to where you want to go or it's, or you're fine with where you're at and it's doing what you need to do business-wise. So, you know, bad media um, is for those highly paid, in my opinion, uh, PR firms, mostly in New York, sorry, New Yorkers, um, who, you know, you, they, you, you know, you bought, you hire them on cause you've got a book coming out or, you know, PR is a little bit obscure for people and they, um, either just get you, you know, uh, uploaded type of content, um, that doesn't really do anything for you or tell a story. And that's what you want your media to do. Um, and, or you're just, uh, get a mention that's an article that doesn't really move the needle. So although you might be in a magazine with millions of readers, it doesn't, do what you need it to do. Um, or you get a spot. Um, I have a friend of mine who's, um, 
you know, runs an investment company here in Chicago, very successful, and was complaining to me how his publicist put him on Fox Business uh, Fox Business on Saturday to comment yet again on something that really wasn't relevant, but it was related to the financial uh, space, financial services space. And I thought, what a shame and what a waste of your time because what you want to do anytime you're creating content for your social or, you know, national network live news as a commentator or expert, it needs to be a business solution for you or it's not worth your time. No, I I love it. Um, I remember I spoke to another um, media powerhouse and one of the first things she said to me was that if you want to be this this global or national thought leader, you have to start at home. You need to be, uh, yeah. what does she call it? A home, a home, um, gosh, she called it a, a home record. Just kidding. That's advice I can give you. Just go ruin lives. <laughs> Thank you for laughing at me. That's so funny because when I kept saying home record, it just kept coming into my mind. But I'm like, that's not it. It's not hometown hometown hero. You need to be a hometown hero. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, you have to be a hometown hero. And how everybody wants to start at a certain place. And they're not even a hometown hero. People don't even know what you're good. And, And look, we're not saying don't shoot for the stars here. But I mean, everybody wants to be, especially I work mostly in, 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 if not private equity with corporate companies or CEOs or executive leaders, but not exclusively. I have lots of really wonderful folks across lots of different industries, some, you know, with brand new businesses. So all of that to say, um, you, you know, it's not impossible to shoot for the stars, but for it to work for you and really be part of your business goals, how great for your audience to watch that journey and then celebrate when you're in Forbes as an expert or, you know, whatever it is um, versus just skyrocketing, skyrocketing straight there, posting that on your social and looking like a badass for a minute, but not you, but your audience not understanding your message right already. So, um, so it's, it's, you know, it's just my own personal insight to kind of gamify it and go like, you want to get to level 100, let's get to level one through 20 this year. And and you know this, Landrea, it takes it. two years to build a brand. Yeah, it really does. It's, it's, it's a process. It's a process. And we, I mean, I'm, I'm all for being optimistic. I'm very optimistic, but we have to be realistic too, you know, and there are steps. There are steps. I think we see, um, we used to say this all the time in church. You see the glory, but you don't know the story. <laughs> and so until oh, we want to shoot to the glory, <laughs> we want to shoot to the glory without really digging into their story and their journey. And the, the beauty is you will love, you if you embrace that story and getting there, it'll be so much more memorable, so much more um it'll just be so much more powerful. And so, no, I love it. I love it. You know, I want, you know, people who are out there who are trying to, you know, build their reputations, figure out how to, you know, be on that journey, get to their North star, you know, get to their North star. Um, How can they, I want them to connect with you. How can they connect with you, Tamara? Sure. It's um, I'm most active on Instagram and LinkedIn. Uh, My website is TamaraEdwards.co not dot com. So Tamara T A M A R A E D W A R D S dot C O. 
Um, all of those platforms, I'm extremely responsive. I never want to position my personal brand as someone who's not uh, accessible and kind. And I will always hop on the call um, and brainstorm and help give you ideas. Um, I really enjoy this work so much so that I have to start another business to help support. Just kidding. But um, I really enjoy this work. <laughs> no, no, I love it. I love it. And I know I enjoy watching you do this work and engaging with you and, you know, supporting you. And if you follow Tamara, she's funny too. Your posts are funny. They're fun. <laughs> you know, you make this work look good. And and it, it doesn't seem like it feels like work. It feels like, no. you know, I'm operating on my purpose, you know, and I, I'm doing what I was created to do and I'm using my gifts for good. You're just, you're, I'll take you back to the 90s. You're all of that, Tamara. You're all of that. Yeah. <laughs> and likewise, I'm a huge fan of yours. And, you know, it's, it's cool how we met because this is how anybody who's listening or participating in this content can um, take a page from that book, just make friends online and see what happens. Um, Lindre and I met for, you know, a day and a, a project over a year ago. And I, I genuinely feel like we're friends and we're advocates. And that's the power of these tools of personal branding and getting your content out there where people can understand you and want to be, um, you know, have you on their podcast and, and have a really engaged conversations. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, we are friends, Tamara. You are you. You can't get away from me. You're stuck with me now. So, no, we're talking about <laughs> good luck. <laughs> so that is it. I hope that you all learned something today. And you know, Tamara dropped some gems. I mean, a teach, tell, show with your personal brand on your social media. If you need coaching to help build your confidence or coaching for anything else, don't be afraid to get help. I'm always advocating for getting help and support with getting yeah. you to your next level. That is next level brand behavior. Um, something else that was incredible was, you know, your emotion, you know, sharing your um, making emotional connections and sharing your value and a clear call to action is a great way to build powerful storytelling and really share the world, share with the world who you are. Um, so Tamara, you have been more than, I, I knew you were going to drop some gems today, but you went so in depth and I appreciate that. And you, you know, spent this time with me. I, I'm, I'm so in awe every time I speak with you. And so I thank you for today. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you feel inspired to take your brand to the next level. And I hope we can stay connected. So please follow me on Instagram at Next Level Brand Behavior or on my personal page at Lindria Reynolds. Also, for more tips and tools on how to elevate your personal and business brand, feel free to visit my website at www.lindriareynolds.com. You'll also find past episodes of Next Level Brand Behavior. Until next time, be you and shine.